You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to be saved Will you join me for a word of prayer? Blessed Lord God, we hear the beloved words of Scripture so often that their impact can fail to hit us, that you so love the world that you gave your only Son for the sake of our salvation and the reclamation of all you had created. Bless us, O Lord, this day as we reflect on his baptism, that we may see how it is he also that gave himself to us and for us, for the sake of your plan and the glory throughout all ages. This we ask in his precious name, which is forever Jesus the Christ. Amen. You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. And with similar words, he preached good news to the people. I love that. (laughs) Because it brings us up short and reminds us that the meaning of what we're hearing about today from the Gospels is not obvious. John the Baptist was no salesman, no spin doctor. He laid out for people the difficulty that beset them. But they were out of step with God's law and with God's will. But they claimed to be in step with God because they were children of Abraham. And Jesus comes to be baptized with all these people. Luke is uncharacteristically brief in this account. Luke is usually the one you can turn to for all the details in a story. But in this particular time, he just simply mentions that Jesus was baptized. The more complete telling of the story in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus approaches John and John says to him, Do you come to me to be baptized? I I need rather to be baptized by you. And Jesus says these words, Let it be so to fulfill all righteousness. Now, as one of uh, a seminary professor whose lectures I love to listen to reminds us, we hear the word fulfill in modern English and we think of like a prediction that got fulfilled. But what the word really means is to fill full, to make complete. How is Jesus, by his baptism, making complete the righteousness of God? It is in this way. The righteousness of God is that all should repent. John is preaching about them coming and repenting. His is a baptism not for the forgiveness of sins as we proclaim in the Nicene and the Apostles' creeds, but rather a baptism for the repentance of sin. 
A turning away from all that separates us from God, which is the best definition of sin we have. A turning away from that and turning back to God, who alone is the author of our life, both in this world and in the world to come. In fact, the word repentance simply means to turn around. To turn away from all those things that separate us from God. To turn back to God wholeheartedly, giving Him all that is us. That is what repentance means. But Jesus didn't need to repent. Jesus was completely in accord with God's will. God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Begotten and not made of one being with the Father why enter the waters of repentance then and say that in so doing it fills full the righteousness of God? And the answer is simple. As much as Jesus was our stand-in at the cross, bearing the wages of our sin that we cannot bear ourselves in our weakness, so he is our standing at every aspect of our lives. The fathers of the church, the pastors and bishops and teachers during the period of the church's greatest missionary expansion, during those first 300 years when all that it got you to become a Christian was ridiculed if you were in good shape, persecuted and even executed if you were less lucky. The pastors during that period of time called this the recapitulation. Literally the re-heading. That's what the word recapitulation means. It means giving a new head to something. And what was given a new head was humanity. No longer would Adam be our head. No longer would Abraham be the head for those who have faith. Rather, Jesus Christ would be the head of all things, preeminent in all things, as the book of Colossians says. The pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, He was the one to boldly go where no one has gone before. <laughs> to do perfectly what we do half-heartedly, and incompletely. And this especially includes repentance. We stand and we make our affirmations of faith. You guys are affirming your faith in a very special way today, and we talked about that at length, each of us individually, on Friday night. We all stand and affirm our faith when we say the creeds of the church. When we tell the story of Jesus to someone else and say, yes, this is my Lord and Savior. But we never, we never give the whole of ourselves to Him. We're constantly giving most of ourselves, a bit of ourselves, but leaving a little bit back just for us. I love in Francis Thompson's poem, The Hound of Heaven, he talks about how he ran from Christ for years because he feared that having Him, he could have nothing else besides. 
This is why all of us hold back. Not realizing that when we have Christ, we truly have everything else. When we seek first the kingdom of heaven, all these things will be added unto us. Maybe not the way we would have sought them before, but in a way that truly gives us life and a life that redounds unto the glory of God and eternal life is reflective of that deep mystery. Jesus makes full, fills full the righteousness of God by doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves, repenting wholly of our sins. In fact, this is the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. The witness of people entering the water. The water did not confer upon them the repentance of sins. They repented of their sin and so entered the water as an act of public testimony of what was going on in their hearts. A willingness to say before others what they had already said in prayer to God. You stand up here robed before us today to do much the same thing. And Jesus in entering the waters of John's baptism does the same thing. Takes a stand, makes an act of public testimony that he has taken up his commission from God and makes a public testimony to what that commission is. In becoming incarnate, in being born in a manger in Bethlehem, Jesus the eternal Word of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, in becoming Jesus of Nazareth, took on our mortality. There was one thing for sure from the moment He was conceived in Mary's womb, and that is that He would die. He who ought never to have known death. He steps into the waters of baptism today to testify to all the people that he takes up his commission willingly and bears all of humanity's burdens, including the burden of living the perfect life that Adam ought to have lived and did not. And now, when we are baptized, we are baptized into Christ to share in all that He has done for us, so that having been baptized with Him into a death like His, we might rise with Him into a resurrection like His. What Jesus shows us today is the act of self-sacrifice that entails. What is the strength that will let people face down a tyrant? What is the strength that will let someone face crucifixion, a painful, torturous form of death, and the shame of being crucified alongside criminals? What will allow them to do that for people who not only they, they love, but who curse them? It's the strength that comes from giving oneself wholly to the Father. 
Jesus demonstrates this for us today as He enters the waters of baptism and throughout history. Those who have affirmed their faith in Christ have been able to take up a similar mantle following the example of Him to whom they have been united in faith and face down the powers of this world. Whether it be someone like Rosa Parks who would affirm that it was her relationship with God as she did in her later years that gave her the strength to not go to the back of the bus. Or Dietrich Bonhoeffer who could face execution in a Nazi prison camp for his role in facing down that evil. We can find strength in our relationship with Him who did perfectly for us what we cannot do perfectly for ourselves. And we can grow in His grace so that our lives, in a much smaller way, can give glory to the God who has done so much for us. The beginning of his book, The Cost of Discipleship, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, he said, when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. Die to self. Which makes all the other dyings in this life easy. Christ, in taking up the full mantle of our humanity, dies to everything it means to be God. All-powerful, all-knowing. And instead, it's become as we are. But he becomes like us for the sake of our salvation. And as he rose beyond that death, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, so we too will rise. And that is the great hope of our faith. That these three young men affirm publicly today, but that we all affirm when we gather to worship in his name, when we tell his story, and we speak our faith. Would you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord, we thank you that you have united us to yourself by your grace through faith in the waters of holy baptism. You have made a mystery that we are connected with you in your moment of greatest triumph when you destroyed the power of death and so we could look forward to a resurrection like yours. Bless us, Lord, to die to self each and every day. Make us more and more obedient to your will, for in that will is true life, not only for us, but for all those around us. And work through us, Lord, by that faith that others may know your mercy and love and come to call you what we all call you, Lord and Savior. It is in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the 
day and the night Waking or sleeping, thy presence my life 